Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, the St. Louis Blues had a back-to-back set of games over the weekend, winning one and losing the other. I'm going to be giving my biggest takeaway from the game, as well as some hot takes, who's been playing well, who hasn't been. Thanks for tuning in. Going to be a fun episode. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and your number one source for blues content. I'm your host, as always, Josh Hyman. Thanks for tuning into the show. If you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back. This is your first time to the show. Welcome. Like I said, my name is Josh Hyman. I've been covering the blues um, in various ways for a couple of years now, whether it be writing, tweeting, podcasting, etc. I I, I kind of know what I'm talking about a little bit here. Um, this is your first time tuning into the show. Check us out on YouTube as well at Lockdown Blues. You can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Lockdown Blues. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hammond NHL. But as always, thanks for making Lockdown Blues your first listen. Uh, took a week off last week. Was figuring out some stuff with my other job, but back on schedule now. Back on track. Uh, looking forward to a full week of content. Got a lot of stuff planned out already, including a couple new things, new segments in today's episode. So the way that this is going to work from here on out, I'm going to have a bit of a set schedule. So post-game, I'm going to have the same sort of episode. Um, and I have a couple reoccurring segments throughout the week. It's, it's going to be real fun. So today is the first new sort of post-game episode. And the way that it's going to work, the first segment is going to be about the biggest takeaway from the previous game or games. In this case, there are two games. Uh, the second segment is going to be a couple rapid fire takes. So, you know, some hot takes, some, some quick reactions from the game or games this time. There's two, like I said, and then the third and final segment is going to be high notes and low notes, you know, blue notes, high notes, low notes. What were some of the the highest highs from the weekend or from the last game? And what are some of the lowest lows? So that's the schedule for this episode. That's going to be the schedule for pretty much all post-game episodes moving forward. I'm kind of excited about it. Should give a little bit more structure and consistency to the show. Um, That being said, though, let's just jump into the first segment. Biggest takeaways from the weekend series of games. The St. Louis Blues played against the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Vegas Golden Knights. The first game, they won 5-2 against Columbus. And then the second game, the return of Ivan Barbashev, they lost 5-3. So let's just jump into it. I got a couple notes here. Um, let's talk about the 5-2 win first and foremost. The Blues played really, really well in that game. The offense was explosive, incredibly strong, incredibly potent, and that was all capped off by a hat-trick from Jordan Cairo. I'm going to be talking about him a ton in today's episode. Um, he has been spectacular over his last few games. I don't have the exact point total in front of me, but ever since Bruby kind of called out the top-end guys, Cairo and the rest of those those. High-end guys have been really, really strong for St. Louis. And Jordan Cairo, no different, had three goals in this win. Looks really, really strong. Looked like the best player on the ice, you know, both teams included. Um, really just pushing possession, dominating play. And, and he was rewarded with three goals. And, you know, 
couple exciting goals at that. Obviously, the last one was an empty netter, so it's you know some people might look down on that, but I mean his effort was was stupendous, and I think defensively as well he stepped it up a little bit. That's been his biggest criticism, and obviously you know I st- I don't think he's quite a plus defender yet, but he's been stepping up stepping up the effort in that sense, um, which is important. Another guy who I think had a really really solid game was Sammy Blay. He was obviously uh, struggled a lot. In his time with the New York Rangers, didn't get a single goal in like 50 games he played with them. But he has joined the Blues and his offensive potency has increased tenfold. He had three points in the game against Columbus. He is everywhere on the ice. He is showing his physicality. He is showing his offensive ability. And his effort was one of the biggest reasons why I was so excited about having him join the team. Just the way that he he pushes possession and and you know, drives players to play better because he's always working so hard every single shift, I think is so important. And he proved that um, in this most recent game with three points. Moving on, uh, Thomas Grice was also very, very solid, uh, stopping, I believe, 37 out of 39 shots again. So the Blues still gave up a lot of shots and didn't generate the most shots. But, you know, when they did, they scored. And when Grice uh, was tested, he, he responded very well. Um, unfortunately, they their luck did not continue to Sunday. They did lose to the Vegas Golden Knights 5-3. to three. However, there were still some positives. Jordan Cairo had two more points to continue his dominant five-point weekend. Jacob Verana got himself a goal. More on him later. I really, really love what I'm seeing out of him. Jordan Bennington, not his best game, but that might be a little bit chalked up to the defense as a whole. Again, more on that later, but weekend takes overall. The Blues played two really, really solid games. One of them just happened to be against a team that was flat out better than them in Vegas, but they battled hard. They played well. They were really in it right up until the end there. Uh, So encouraging stuff for the long term moving forward for the St. Louis Blues. That being said, uh, I'm going to get into the second segment, some rapid fire takes as soon as I show you or tell you, I should say, about today's sponsor, and that is Athletic greens now our next partner has a product i literally use every single day i started taking ag1 because i got a busy schedule i don't have time to eat as healthy as i want and i started feeling not great about the way that i've eaten but ag1 is so easy to use just a scoop of powder in your water one delicious scoop of ag1 you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of the most important things. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, it'll it'll support those needs. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, still tastes good, plus supports better sleep quality. Sleeping is so important. You spend, you know, half your life doing it, 30 of life doing it, and, you know, might as well support that with AG1. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It is just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. That's it. That's all you need. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. With your first purchase, all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All 
All right, moving forward, I talked about this a little bit. The second segment post game is going to be dedicated to rapid fire takes. Not a whole lot of depth to them. We're talking about quantity over quality now. So let's just jump into it. Um, I talked about him a little bit before. Jordan Cairo really looks like looks like him. Looks like he can be the guy for the St. Louis Blues. Bit of an up and down season. Obviously, he's been producing the points left and right. Um, recently set his career high in goals, but had been, you know, playing time had dipped a little bit at times here and there. Defense and turnovers had been questionable. Um, bit of a slump recently before this uh, recent uh, explosion of production, but all of a sudden he comes out and has a weekend to remember three goals against the Columbus Blue Jackets and then two points in a loss against the very, very strong Vegas Golden Knights. And he looked like the best player on the ice Every time he was out there, even in the loss, he was electric, incredibly, incredibly fun to watch, incredibly skilled, uh, and it looks like he's, up to this point, has been worth every single penny of that extension the Blues have given him, and, you know, he's still young, he's still got tons of room to grow, um, has just recently secured his first of what I assume will be many, many, many 30-goal seasons moving forward, uh, and he, he looks just electric out there. He looks like a guy that could potentially be the best player on a Stanley Cup winning team. Not quite there yet, obviously, but he is still developing. He is still growing. He's still working on that defensive game. He's still working on that playmaking. That's been improving. And, you know, that speed's never going to go away. That shot's never going to go away. That Those dangles, that skill, that's never going to go away. That's only going to get better. And it is a pleasure being able to watch Jordan Cairo play for the St. Louis Blues every single time he takes the ice. I am so excited to watch him moving forward. Moving on to another guy I want to talk about, and that is Jacob Verana. Now, Jacob Verana came over to the Blues around the trade deadline, not in a trade. I believe it was a, uh, or no, it was a trade. I'm getting him confused with Captain. A trade for a seventh round pick and some meaningless prospect. Uh, Verana is a guy that's been on and off the ice, whether it be injuries or NHLPA, uh, you know, off ice issues. So there was a little bit of uh, concern there whether or not he could just return to form. But so far, he's got himself a couple of goals with the Blues, and he looks dynamic out there. He looks like he's loving the game. He's loving playing with the guys. He's loving his teammates. I think Jacob Verana could potentially have a 30-plus goal season with the Blues next year or in years moving forward if they do you know, continue to pay him and continue to make him a member of the team. He looks really, really good, and he looks like he fits in with this new sort of style of offense that the Blues are focusing on, you know, more more focused on speed and skill, less physicality, that sort of thing. Verona looks like a perfect, perfect piece for that. And, you know, I think it maybe was the most underrated trade from the trade deadline, not just for the Blues, but maybe around the whole NHL. Just the fact that it was such a nothing trade, didn't get a whole lot of coverage, um, the Blues gave up practically nothing to bring him in, and now he has, you know, scored a couple goals, and he's played a lot of ice time. He's playing up there on the second line. He looks really, really good. Um, like I said, I think he has thirty plus goal potential. I think he's a guy that uh, could could potentially, you know, be a, be a solid piece of this offense moving forward, not just a depth guy, as some people were speculating. I'm really excited to see what Verona can do to close out this season. And then next year, if he gets a full year in with the team, you know, an off season to train and practices and training camp to get integrated more, I think Brian could be a really, really solid player for the Blues. Another guy I want to shout out that has looked really good lately is Colton Pareko, perhaps the biggest uh, scapegoat of the team this year. A lot of complaints against Colton Pareko. Uh, 
probably justified. You know, I've I've had my fair share of, of of talk about him. You know, negative talk about him. But lately, I think he has really stepped up his play and and really made it so you you know you got to bite your tongue on some of the criticisms. Um, he has been a very solid defenseman for the Blues lately. Uh, has been generating more chances than given up. That was one of the biggest issues was that even even if he was you know decent offensively or whatever, it felt like he was just creating a lot of a lot of scoring chances for other teams in the defensive zone, whether it be turnovers, out of position, not that strong on the puck. It was it was frustrating to watch Colton Pareko play, but now if you dig into the numbers, he has been a positive plus player for the Blues, and he has been out there against you know the the best forwards on other teams. Vegas is a team that is stacked offensively and. Colton Prego absolutely held his own against them. Uh, Columbus isn't the most offensively gifted team, but he was, you know, a true number one defenseman in that game. He has been very, very solid for the Blues lately, playing his best stretch of hockey I think we've seen out of him in a good period of time. Um, absolute reason for encouragement. You know, you look at that eight, eight year, six and a half million dollar per contract, and you get a little intimidated. But if he can play like he's played over these last five five or so games for the majority of that contract then that will not be a bad contract at all and he could potentially be a a pillar for a blues defense obviously i think the defense still needs a lot of work and that's something i'll get into in the third segment you know the highs and the lows of the weekend but um overall i think colton Pareko has turned his game around a little bit lately um and that's something that's kind of gone unnoticed i haven't seen a ton of people talking about it uh but especially you know the the, the, the there's the old quote let your respect be as loud as the as the disrespect was or something like that. And I think that that should ring true for Colton Pareko. You know, he has been by far the number one target of criticism um, for the St. Louis Blues this season. And, you know, he deserves an equal amount of respect when he's playing well. And I think he has shown lately that he isn't quite as washed up as people think he is. It isn't the worst contract in the NHL or the worst contract on the team or whatever. Um, is he that number one you know, shut down guy that we saw in the 2019 Stanley Cup run. Not quite. He's not quite at that level again yet. But, you know, given the injury history and and given the, the lack of talent on his pairing, I think the way that he has played lately is very, very encouraging and shows that it's, it's not quite time to give up on Colton Pareko. Um, moving on to the last of the rapid fire takes. Not much of a hot take. It's just... I think we've we've seen what the Blues will be for the rest of the season. Um, I think that they've settled into a, a a space where they're they're putting in a lot more effort than they were at previous points in the season, but they're just coming up against coming up short against better teams, you know, teams like Vegas, um, stuff like that. You're you're not gonna you're not gonna beat them consistently with a roster like the Blues have. However, it is encouraging to see the effort, and it, and it is encouraging to see the top of the lineup guys play like top of the lineup guys: Jordan Kyrou, Robert Thomas. Raiden Shen, Colton Pareko, Jordan Binnington to a lesser extent, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they've been playing well. And I think over these next few weeks, we're going to get a sense of what this team is going to look like, not just you know this year, but moving forward, a sense of identity, which is something the Blues have been lacking all season. So I'm excited to see that. In this upcoming third and final segment, I'm going to be giving the high notes and low notes from the weekend before wrapping up today's episode. But before I get into that, I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. Now, are you looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories? You got to try yourself a Built Bar. They are delicious. They're healthy. They're good for you. They got so many delicious flavors. You may be asking yourself, what makes Built Bar good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. 
real delicious chocolate all over it. It's tasty. Tastes like a candy bar. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, which is my personal favorite, uh, and coconut almond. I honestly don't know how they do it. You know, I bite into it. It tastes delicious. I look at the macros and I'm blown away. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. You don't even need to wait around to order a box online. Obviously, you still can. You've always been able to. But now you can uh, get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club as well. So check out Built.com if you want to get them online. Or if you live near a Walmart or a Sam's Club, head there. You can get other flavors like cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs. So amazing. Run to Walmart, Sam's Club, Built.com, wherever you get it. Don't wait any longer. Trust me, you won't regret it. And I'll be right back to wrap up today's episode. All right, and the third and final segment today are high notes and low notes. What were the best of the best over the weekend and what was the worst of the worst? Well, the best of the best I've been talking about at this episode, Jordan Cairo and company, they look legit. You know, it looks like this team does have a core to build around moving forward. That was one of the biggest questions of like, who, who are going to be the guys? Can, can Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas be the guys that you build around to win a Stanley Cup? Now, that's obviously a bit of a, a further take that I'm not going to get into quite yet. But let's start, let's start more simply. Is Are Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas, and to a lesser extent, maybe Jordan Bennington and Colton Pareko, are those guys that you can build around to make it back to the playoffs? I think this weekend is a small sample size that indicates towards absolutely. Jordan Cairo has looked spectacular lately. He has looked like the best player on the ice. He has looked like a superstar in this league. I'm um, still salty that he didn't get an all-star nod this year, but he is a th- first-time 30-goal scorer this year. Uh, could potentially hit 40 if he really turns on the Jets moving forward. Uh, unlikely, but possible which means he could definitely be a 40-goal scorer later in his career. Robert Thomas has continued to look really, really good the way he commands play, the way he dominates play. Um, other guys like Braden Shen, I think, have stepped it up a little bit lately with his physicality and his solid play. Um, Jacob Verana has looked really, really good offensively for the St. Louis Blues and looks like a guy that I think could be a strong, strong piece moving forward. Jordan Bington has continued to play solid. Mostly just the top-end guys are playing at a top-end level for the Blues. It's just they don't quite have the depth that they had at the beginning of the season. You know, if they played like this back before they traded everybody away, they could be potentially in a playoff spot. However, the reason why I don't think that's quite as simple as it sounds is the defense still looks really, really poor. You know, they didn't give up a ton of goals to Columbus, but... They gave up a bunch of chances, and they gave up five goals to Vegas. One of them was an empty netter, but still um, struggling there, absolutely. And and the defense is is a low note, not just for the weekend, but for the season and the future moving forward. And that is something I'm going to get into more this week, this offseason, as long as it takes. Because if you look at the Blues on cap friendly, they got a lot of defensemen locked up for a long time. Colton Pareko, Tori Krug, Justin Falk, obviously the big three are all signed forever. And you look at some other guys, You look at, it's not that encouraging. Nick Letty just got himself a chunky contract. Um, Marco Scandello, who's on injured reserve. It's like you look around the defense and there's not a whole lot to be encouraged about. The only young guy that's potentially exciting. I mean, Nico Mikula was one of those guys and they traded him away. So it's like, where's the youth now? You got Scott Perunovic, but he has been injured practically his whole career. The defense is very, very concerning and is a low note of not just the weekend, but of the season as a whole. 
That being said, I don't think it's impossible for them to dig out of this hole. I think Doug Armstrong has a lot of work to do is rebuild the defense. But as I said in the high notes portion of this segment, the offense is looking really, really solid and only a few pieces away from being a potential contending offense. And that could happen in the offseason with all their draft picks, whether they use them to pick players or trade. I'm really excited to see what this team does. They're in a very interesting position. You know, they could make this rebuild very, very short, or they could extend it out, stretch it out a little bit longer. But only way we'll find out is by waiting and seeing and listening to what I have to say about it on the Locked On Blues podcast, because that is all the time I have for you guys today. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you listen to me. Podcast is completely free everywhere and on YouTube. Um, check the show out on Instagram and Twitter at Locked On Blues. You can check me out on Twitter at Josh Hammond NHL. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you had a great weekend. St. Patty's Day coming up this week. Going to be fun. March Madness. It's going to be a good week moving forward. Thank you all so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.